This is Angus. Welcome to Angus's Appendices, a Kirby's Kids one-shot. Welcome to Image Comics Month here on Kirby's Kids. This is Angus. want to thank you for listening in and let you know that you have entered into a series that has already begun. If you're just now finding this particular episode, I'd highly encourage you to go head on over to episode number 49, which was Invincible, Volume 1, Family Matters, Chapter 1, Book 1. In that particular episode, I chronicle an overview of the series, delve deep into the writer and artist of the series, as well as give a summary of that first book. Then come on back to this episode, an earlier or later, and enjoy this journey of Invincible Family Matters. Our land hole. There's our literary aisle. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we continue Image Comics Month here on Kirby's Kids, and we delve into Chapter 2 of Invincible, Volume 1, Family Matters. And in this particular issue, we have the reveal to Mark Grayson, Invincible, by his father, of his father's origin story, as he delves into how he came to be on Earth and meet Mark's mother. This comes from a story of... Of billions of miles from here, out in deep space, is the planet Viltrum, a cool blue oasis alone in a solar system much like our own, and he was born on that planet. Mark's father said that his people were not completely unlike humans, except they just had super abilities. Viltrum was a planet that had achieved a perfect global society, where there was no illness, no murder, no war, and it was a relative utopia. Out of this utopia, their council decided that they as a society could not afford to become complacent. So they sought to seek out worlds in the galaxy where they could help nurture other races, cultures, planets into a level of advancement similar to their own. It was agreed upon unanimously, and shortly thereafter, there was an exploratory council or agency set up to search the solar system for a planet. Mark's dad quickly volunteered for that effort and he went ahead and placed a high value on Earth as being a great potential planet. However, the council did not see it that way. They felt that Earth was too underdeveloped to be looked after and looked to be improved upon. Mark's father volunteered to be the sole representative there to be a protector of Earth to allow them to develop. He refused to give up and offered an alternative solution. He volunteered to relocate Earth and be its sole protector, dedicated to the survival of its civilization. Earth's location was in a such remote area of the universe as compared to where Mark's father's home planet was, that he was warned that this might not be a chance of him ever returning. Even with that, he decided to go forth, and he really integrated himself into the planet. So much so that he then met Mark's mom, and they had a family, and the rest is pretty much history. So after he gets done with the reveal, Mark in this flashback is a kid playing with several action figures and Mark's first reaction to it is, wow, I'm going to be able to fly. So very clearly his imagination was captured and then we cut back to 
Mark now as a teenager, fully realizing his potential, picking up from where we left off in chapter one. He decides to go on a night flight and goes by the Toys Be We. Yes, folks, a very cute play on Toys R Us. While he is there, he is witnessing a heist, basically in the back loading dock of several, basically, console gaming units. And apparently they are being scavenged for their processors, for something bigger by whoever is trying to steal these things. While this is happening, a group of other superheroes shows up. One a robot, the other two humans. And they intercept the being trying to steal these consoles. Mark was already there, tried to do it. They were a bit of a stalemate and they end up taking over the fight. Mark ends up knocking out the person that was trying to steal the equipment, and what ends up happening is the robot ends up wiping the memory of the person that was trying to steal the consoles, and those supers, along with the robot, then leave after they get done introducing themselves to one another. Our ride's here, but I can see that a brief introduction is needed before we depart, and this is coming from the robot. We're the team team. I'm Robot. You've met Adam Eve... And that's Rex Splode with Duplicate rounding out the team. And you, and Mark introduces himself as I'm, I'm, I mean, invincible. As where they respond to cute and that it's nice to meet them. So Mark now is being set up to be now affiliated with this teen team of supers. He comes to realize when he goes back to school that he's already met one of the members of that team. And they start having a conversation back and forth in the hallway and they happen to be in the same class together and they agree to be looking out for any suspicious activity in and around the school. They are quickly called away and both end up changing into their super costumes behind a dumpster at the school and make their way off to the teen team headquarters where the robot is there and brings them up to date on things that have been happening in and around the area. He reveals that he had erased multiple memories from last night and this was the perpetrator the villain that was trying to take the console boxes from the toy store he'll be disoriented and his hypothesis is that he led us to a base and will be able to figure out what his plans are for the video game systems and what they were so they're off to go try to intercept this guy as he leads them to his base to see why in the world he was stealing these video game consoles the teen team end up coming up on the base and quickly realize that they have stumbled upon a plan to take these processors and instill them in a bunch of robots. So they go into action, basically punching out the villains and making sure that they are unable to execute their plan. This particular issue ends up finishing up with a really wild cliffhanger. You end up being taken to the mall. And this is the Twin Pines Mall there in Mark's hometown. You see a teenager sleeping on a bench. He yawns and asks the question, where am I? He starts clutching his chest. Then he opens up his shirt to reveal that a bomb is strapped to his chest with only one second remaining. And then all of a sudden, a massive explosion at the Twin Pines Mall which then ends this particular chapter. This was a very compelling continuation of Invincible. 
in chapter two, the significant events happening, the actual reveal by Mark's father of his origin, Mark's relation to now the superpowers that he currently possesses, having them being passed down by his dad to him. Also, the intercepting of the folks stealing the computer consoles, the gaming consoles for their processors. That was a vehicle to allow Mark now to get hooked up with the teen team and get them introduced into the mix here. But the real continuation of the story arc actually happens at this cliffhanger. And that being this teenager who has a bomb strapped to him. Because apparently there had been several teens that had gone missing at the high school. And this is the first inclination or start of the reveal of one of those teens having been actually made into a human bomb by some other being or organism. So this was a fantastic, very much in the same high quality as the first chapter. The second chapter continues Mark's story, really gets into building up of his world. I like the pacing, like the character development. The art was on point. Very cool. I mentioned that I was never a big Spider-Man fan growing up. Reading about a teen superhero was not my thing. I have to say Kirkman has converted me here. He has made this such a very charming and cool character to get into with this Mark Grayson character. And I think the reason being is that it's superheroes in this world are a matter of fact. They exist, although they still conceal their identities. The everyday life circumstances and the slice of life moments, if I can borrow a phrase here from fellow uh, Kirby Kid JJ, are awesomely placed in these stories. From having to work out the logistics of changing into their costumes behind a dumpster behind the school, to the everyday interactions amongst the teenagers, who likes who, who's dating who, but also then these superheroes teens having a higher calling a sense of duty to make sure that their world their community is protected and that definitely gets conveyed in here as both a burden and a blessing for them so with that being said i would love to hear from you please drop us a line via the anchor app or send me an email at kirby's kids podcast at gmail.com and let us know your impressions of invincible volume one family matters <laughs> 